The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage and let's get this fucking show started. Fantastic Forum, assemble! You're watching Fantastic Forum, the premier show about comic books and your live weekly conversation about entertainment and geek culture. We are the Fantastic Forum, coming to you live and direct from the Hall of F. Hope you're having a wonderful afternoon, morning, evening, or night as the case may be, depending on who you are in the world. And if you're not, you should stick with us. We'll help you take it up a notch. You have most of the usual suspects in the building. First, he is our riddle inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him. You love him anyway. He's our silent assassin, Jay. Hey, what's up? Next, he's the backbone, the pillar, the strength of Fantastic Forum, our nigh invulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. What's up? <laughs> As for myself. What you, what's funny, man? Oh, I'm sorry. It, Jay, Jay's funny. Jay's funny. I don't know what happened. But I just... Like you all can't see Jay, but I can see Jay. So that's that's what made me laugh because Jay was like scrambling to get back. And I'm not mad at him. I appreciate that. I'm just saying I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, oh Jay. I needed Jay's... to fix my background. Got it. It looks good. I was gonna give you a compliment. But anyway, my name's Lawrence Young. They call me Mary Young. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. We got a great show for you today. We are gonna be talking to you all about San Diego Comic-Con Special Edition. And we will be talking to you about our trip down there as the Fantastic Forum. Shout out to Oz, who can't be with us today, unfortunately. Uh, you know, he loves his wife. I'm not mad at that. <laughs> I'm not mad at that at all. But he's here with us in spirit, and I'm sure he'll be adding to this conversation next week. But for now, we'll hold it down for him and uh, be talking about San Diego shenanigans and all of us being together in the same room for the first time in many, many moons. So it'll be a good show. Of course, we'll talk about some of the news coming out of there. We'll talk about some other news, I'm, I'm sure, and other things. And, of course, whatever else it is you, that you all want to talk about. But before we do that, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin. Uh, because without him, the show would not exist. So thank you, Scott Rubin. Hope you're doing well, man. And, um, yeah. So uh, if you want to get down with Fantastic Forum, it turns out, we have some ways for you to do that. Here's how. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at fantasticforum.live. Join the party. You know you want to. We got we to gotta figure out a way to increase our budget for next year or for the next Comic Con so that we can invite the intern to come with us. She refused this year to stay in the Hall of Heaven. <laughs> I'm not sure I can blame her. <laughs> She's like, uh, the Hall of what? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So anyway, um, yeah. So I guess we should just get into it, right, Jens? Yeah. Yeah. Into the Hall of F. <laughs> what? What should we tell the people what the Hall of F is? 
the Hall of F is a big concrete four-story building where we did uh, our shenanigans at Comic-Con. And uh, it, it's, it's it's huge. It's cavernous. Uh, there's, I mean, we, we filmed stuff there that's coming. You know, we had many rooms with many backdrops. Uh, you know, we can probably recruit more members into the F League. And, uh, <laughs> Why the F League? Because the Hall of Justice, Hall of F. Why can't we just be the Fantastic Four in the Hall of F? Well, I guess. You want to be basic about it. Trying to get the people hope, Larry. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. But yeah, it was fun. We we set up. I I have pictures of the setup that we had and stuff, but I didn't put them up in our sharing queue because for some reason the Brave browser doesn't use the codec that these videos are done in. Or StreamYard doesn't do them through this browser. So, um, yeah, <laughs> there's that. So, But you'll see it You'll see it in our Instagram if you follow us. If you hit subscribe, like the bell, you're going to see uh, Larry handling Oz's package. There's one of those coming in. As well as like just background shenanigans that were filled. I mean, Larry finally watched the other Lily, and uh, he mm, had a live yeah. stream audience watching him watch it, and he was still scared, even though there's a ton of people there. <laughs> hear that giggle? Uh, Jay, Jay was really giddy. And man, it, it, I wish Oz was here too to share those videos because there, uh, Joe was giddy, giddy, giddy for uh, some particular art he bought. And uh, I've seen Joe excited is is very off putting. (laughs) (laughs) Joe is usually just cool, calm, and collected. Joe, he's like Jack Bauer, you know. And uh, even when he's happy or when he's sad, he's like Jack Bauer. But uh, seeing him really, really giddy was (laughs) took a little getting used to. And I was happy to see him happy the whole weekend because that that actually I got used to it. I got used to seeing him happy, which I like. <laughs> I I can agree with you that that Jay usually does play it pretty low key, and even when he's having a good time, it's like you may not if you don't know Joe, you may not be able to necessarily tell he's having a good time. And uh, yeah, you are right. Jay was like, I was like, man, this fool is about to pass out, like. He literally had to pull himself out of the situation. He's like, I just gotta, I gotta step away. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Hey, out here getting emotional. <laughs> the people, the people out there in the audience, they might not realize, but Jay's on his seventh marriage. <laughs> and, uh, basically, they all have the same thing in common. They stopped, they they got tired of asking, what are you thinking? Like, what why are you not happy? Day <laughs> for you, and you just say, "Cool, yeah." But inside, he's like, yeah. but "He just plays it cool." Right. He got that special lip quiver for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, let, let let's talk about San Diego Comic Con Special Edition. Like, um, re- realistically. Obviously, with it being during the the Thanksgiving weekend, there was going to be a lot less people there. We all knew that. Um, 
you know, we I know that when I bought my ticket initially, I know personally, I didn't know what the, the safety protocols were going to be, but I was taking it on faith that they were going to be decent ones. And it turned out that that was, in fact, the case in the sense that you would need it to be, you know, proof of vaccination or uh, or you needed your, your vaccination record or uh, proof of a negative COVID test in the last, I don't know if it was 48 or 72 hours, but one of those two. I'm pretty sure it was 48 hours because I think you had to show up more than once over the course of the weekend. I think if you went all three days, um, and you know, I will say in masks were required, and I will say that from what I saw, it felt like most people were were almost almost everybody was adhering to that. Like I, I you know, every now and then you see somebody. Actually, you know what? Actually, I, I will say I only I can only think of one person I saw that you know I kind of caught without a mask on. Everybody else was only taking their mask off to like eat or drink and that was it. So, you know, I, I, I was pleasantly surprised with how smooth that process was in regards to not only getting uh, verified for your vaccination, but then, you know, even badge pickup and how, you know, people were just like all about that mask life for the most part. How did how did you all feel about the the convention just from a safety standpoint, Jay? How about you? Or start with you. Um, yeah, I thought it was pretty safe. Um, and like I said, very few people not wearing their mask and are wearing their mask incorrectly. Um, which I was a little shocked, but yeah, everyone. Like, it felt like people wanted to be there and wanted to be safe. Mm -hmm. and so, for the most part, yeah, everyone there is masked up. Um, I feel like we got lucky, me and Lawrence, uh, because when we went to go show our vaccination to get our little wristband, uh, there was no line. And so, like, we got in super easy, super fast. I know like some people the day before and or later in the day, I think they had like kind of a big line, but I didn't experience that. And yeah, like you say, for the most part, uh, unless people were eating or drinking, it was masked on. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to say too, like that, that wasn't luck. That was by design. And, and that was Moses and Emily basically, you know, giving us the heads up, saying like, hey, I need to get down there early because you don't want to be waiting in these lines. And I'm like, hey, okay, like if we get up early to go, like, I'm not going you don't gonna, you don't threaten me with a good time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, yeah, let's get let's get to Comic Con early so we get passes early and then get in early. Okay, done. <laughs> so yeah. the Mo, how about you? How'd you feel about the safety? The safety was, was done pretty well. I mean, if you go a couple episodes back when we talked about New York Comic Con, you can kind of hear me ranting about some of the complaints that people had that where people were without masks, they got kicked out, and other people did and didn't. I actually saw one of the worker dudes go like, hey, man, please make sure to wear your mask to somebody that had it like over the nose, you know, mm -hmm. or not over the nose. And uh, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, but as far as that line go, that testing line, it really is, uh, 
you know, that QAnon's full of shit, man. <laughs> like, for us, the line was long. And it was efficient because they, they had people, everybody had their paperwork. Nobody was starting shit. Like, they had, I think, about six or seven people checking people. So the, the line was moving seven people at a time. And uh, and we still were there before it opened. We were there at nine, and it was long. And I know people mm-hmm. got their vaccination uh, wristband on Tuesday instead of that Friday ahead of time. They were everything was open since Monday. They only closed Thursday for that, so it was very efficient. Had there been a microchip in the vaccine, uh, it would have been a lot easier. We could have just walked right in because the <laughs> scanner would have would have done it, you know. Um, but you know, the world isn't perfect, and. Uh, and uh, yeah, it, it but yeah, it's uh, you know, we we got ours two hours ahead, and, and then we went and chilled out a little bit, and went back, and hey, it was a good time. It was easy good and stuff. smooth. Uh, I, I think efficient is the the keyword because right, I, like I, there was no hold up, <laughs> right. like unnecessary hold up, which is usually what I, I I get the the willies about in situations like this. Yeah. Right, we've gone to Comic Con where there's a line for almost nothing. Like, yeah. wow, you're standing in a line, and then you realize that it's just people just started standing there to like read the program, and then the line <laughs> behind them because people are so used to long ass lines. Yeah, right. It's like this dude. This dude thought this was the bathroom line. He peed himself right here. <laughs> he peed himself right here in front of all of us, yeah. and y'all were just standing there looking at. What was happening in friggin' Hall D? <laughs> <laughs> but what now? The other thing, of course, that made this different, which again, we knew coming in, but to actually see it and be a part, of course, is the the like drastic, like dec- I don't want to say decline, but like the, the the I guess you know there being so few people there. Like, and you know, I mean, obviously, we knew it wasn't going to be San Diego Comic Con pre COVID levels. Like, we knew it wasn't going to be that. But I, I don't know. I felt like, I think personally, I don't think I was ready for the, like, how few people were actually there because I, you know, walking in some of these places during a Comic Con and it feeling like so few people around me like literally we were just like and you have free reign of the whole place and i was like wow that's crazy yeah it, it it was refreshing um and a little like eerie you know um like even um i don't know if it was because oz and i were there so early but like walking in and you see a big name artist you know, doing the commission stuff in Artist Alley. The door open, led you to Artist Alley. And uh, I like that because people need to go to Artist Alley more. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, right right when we go, we get to Mirka and Dolfo, which if you listen to the show, you know Mirka and Dolfo. You know her work. We review almost every one of her books just as an excuse to talk about them. Um, <laughs> and yeah, there's only like four people ahead of me. And it was right at open, but usually those like any other Comic Con, those lines fill up quick, you know? And, uh, yeah. It, it, yeah, it was like, it was a good, 
it, I, I wish Comic Con was more of a success. I don't know what the numbers are in this one, if it was successful or not. It was successful in that the way that they, um, the protocol and this kind of dry run of what next year might be like. Maybe they could do something bigger. I, I think it was success, a success in that respect, but. Mm-hmm. I, I wish it was a little bigger, but I like the vibe it had the way it was. Like, it might be something we might not experience for another while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that that was a big part of, of, I know it was a big part of me wanting to go, where I was just like, you're not going to have another opportunity to go to a Comic Con during this particular time and probably with this few people. Because I know for myself, like, you know, despite being a lifelong comic book fan, the first time I went to Comic-Con was with Fantastic Forum, basically. So, you know, it's like, I, you know, despite growing up in Los Angeles and it being right down the street, it was like, I didn't have, like, you know, the, the access, the money, like, none of that stuff to be able to just go down to Comic-Con during the time when it wasn't, like, a pop culture friggin' phenomenon. So it's like, when the first time I went, it was just people everywhere and so you know to see this and be like oh like you know there was a point in time where comic-con was like like this every year (laughs) it's like that's that's kind of wild to think the first time i went wasn't like this (laughs) this was less than that but it was it was still the vibe that small convention feel you know Mm -hmm. it's just more people went Right, and uh, so th- this it was it's it's this felt more like a uh, like in terms of the amount of people there it felt more like a L.A. Comic Con or a <laughs> or a Long Beach Comic Con, you know? Yeah, but yeah, but, but I, I, it's almost it's almost less than that too, though. Of, of, yeah. of in the past, you know what I mean? Where it's like I feel like there's a lot more pomp and circumstance for things that have been happening with like. Long Beach or well, LA Comic Con definitely, and even Long Beach to a degree. Even though it, Long Beach is closer in the field, yeah. but but you know, it feels like because I mean Long Beach is still right down the street from LA. It it feels like you know there's uh you still have a certain amount of like celebrity and. A certain amount of like, oh man, like who might be there that just wasn't quite there for this particular show because it kind of felt like, well, I don't think anybody's going to be here other than, well, or like when you're talking about, I guess, you know, you're talking about mainstream kind of names, you know what I mean? Because at the same time, it's like the level of talent that was at this show in regards to comics, of course was yeah. still pretty good because there was a lot of really cool and talented people that you were able to like see uh friggin meet and interact with and because there were so few people there it's like people that would normally have no time to speak because they have to draw 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 or they have to be on a panel and rush from one panel to the next panel like none of that was happening <laughs> you know it was like it was it was all just like all right, this is the vibe. Let's like you know, let's do our comic con thing. You know, so it's cool. Um, yeah, Mo, you, you can mentioned... have conversations with people, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. 
So Mo, you, you I know you had mentioned both how the show opens or the the entrance opened right into RS Alley, and you'd mentioned Mirka Andolfo earlier. Yeah, like let let's talk about let's talk about what that experience was like, and I I know that I think there's some video of that too, right? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, perfect. So we can take, take today part? and uh, give Thank you back you. Uh, probably tomorrow. Okay. Just one moment. Uh, yeah. Sorry. What's your name, sir? Oscar. Oscar. Yes. Which character would you like? Uh, bad girl. Bad girl. Oh wait, yeah. is that the which Is that the other? Yeah. Is that the, the one first? Oh, that's okay. But so, I blame anyway. Larry. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I can I can talk but so if you watch that video um <clears throat> and you see there's a green book right there and you can play it with an audio uh Oh, this is the one you wanted. Oh, okay. Well, hold on. Take that off because I'm, now I'm going with the, uh, I'm talking it up. I'm making do with what was already done. Um, so that one, that's Oz getting his commission. Oz had left. That green book right there is mine. And as you see, the yellow sign, the, the pink sign right there says that she'll be signing from 1 to 2 p.m. And then from 4 to 5 p.m., right? Which instead of drawing my book, she clearly is signing books at the unscheduled at a time where it's not scheduled to be signing books. Right. <laughs> so that's just a little bit of a little precursor to what actually happened. Actually, she, she was the first table we saw, and uh, I decided to buy stuff. I bought a, a sketchbook of hers, and she did a sketch in it for. It was thirty bucks for the sketchbook. 30 bucks for a sketch in it. $60 for essentially a commissioned art because she asked you what character you wanted. <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, I'm like, this, that's a no-brainer. I love her art. I love her work. And it's for what I see. Like, I'm doing it. There's only four people ahead of me. And for some reason, the dude next to her, her handler, in Italian, is like, it's like, what is that? Pushing, pushing other people's sketches ahead of mine. So I'm like, hey, I got shit to do here. You know me? Right. So that's her, like, basically, you know, signing stuff while the other guy is taking Oz's order. And yeah. And then I made a little montage of all the comics going, all the comics getting, all the sketches being done ahead of mine. And that's the other video, Jay, if you would play that. Oh. And basically, yeah, there was about that Wolverine she's doing. That's the one we walked in with. And that thing was amazing. And, and I think she actually put that aside to do the other stuff. But, yeah. And then we took a look through her little sketchbook right there. Which, I mean, stuff was expensive. But even those prices there were pretty good. Yeah. But... They, there was, I mean, a lot of stuff. So she's over here sketching a bunch of stuff ahead of mine. And I realized it was comicsketchart.com that fucking did that fuck that, uh, the, the booth that did, uh, 
the handling for her. And there's a company that yeah. I've ranted about here on Fantastic Forum. They do bad work, bad customer service. And, and I, after this, it has been my life's mission to destroy them. You know, <laughs> I'm going to start contracting artists and taking booths away mm. from them. And I'm going to start, I'm going to create a, a artist pimp empire. And then she's right there doing that Wolverine sketch again. And yeah, so good. bad, bad customer service. And all right. And that's, that's over here. So that green book is mine. That at this point, I think that believe that's like the third book she did ahead of mine. <laughs> you know? I'm so sad. I'm just sitting there. And then later this dude with no hair comes up and asks for another one. And then they just push him ahead of me to my face, to my fucking face, Larry. It's messed up, man. They got no respect for Moses Magnum. Yeah, and it's like, you know, maybe I'm accustomed to better customer service, but she could have told me to come back in an hour. Right. You told Joe to come back in an hour. You know? That is true. And there was yeah. barely anybody there when Joe came. Yeah. So, you know, but that's the luck of the draw. That's not her fault. It's uh, comicsketchart.com's fault and uh, my fault for having high standards customer service and you're probably coming we're coming up again i mean watching her draws amazing though like i could just sit there and do it like, yeah she's so good and she's so fast yeah uh, honestly he learned some technique from her in terms of shading like a shade really fast and that's yeah. off time but yeah you're about to see the the bald guy come and ask for shit and it, it's my the anger on my face and yeah it, it's not it, that wasn't a pleasant experience, and that was my first experience walking in. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't happy, but alas, there was more convention to go to, and other things made me happy later, and we'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> in the meantime, enjoy my surly face. JFK dying. Yeah. Well, that was my JFK dying. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I don't even, I, I, while that was playing, I started a GoFundMe for you. I don't even know what for. <laughs> I'm just like, damn. I'm like, man, it felt like this, the commercial, like where they abuse the puppies. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like, take my money. <laughs> Jesus. So this is the book I got. It is the MK20. It's her sketches from 2020, uh, the pandemic year. You know, it's got all the covers, all the stuff she did online. Um, 
It's got some okay. earlier stuff from 2016 also. Yeah. But it's the book they published, I guess, for the convention that would have happened in 2020. And, uh, yeah, the sketch he did for me um, was in here. It's very nice. Nice. That. And Dude, here's the thing. Good. She, she waited for mine the longest. And it wasn't as good as the one she did ahead of mine. I got a picture of Oz's here. Uh, let's see. Share here. Me meanwhile in chat, Tiger Claw says, Why did that sound so depressing? Is that how you felt while at Comic Con? Tiger Claw, I think, just came into the show, so he did he missed it the whole preamble to the story. And then Black Capat says, I can put five dollars on that, go fund me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the one that she did right before mm, getting to mine. It's so yeah. good. That is amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's so it makes good. shit. <laughs> and that's messed up because yeah. I'm sure you were very happy with yours until you saw his. Well, no, I saw his first. So Oh, so you're like that's first, the caliber I'm, I'm excited for mine. She rushed through mine and mine granted mine I still like mine, but it doesn't look like yeah. that. No, you know? no, that's definitely the good load, as you like to say. Yeah, so it, yours is it, yours is great, though. Uh, you look, you don't have to coddle me, Larry. You're not my well, my mother didn't coddle me either. But <laughs> I'm just telling you, you're not it's my great. teacher, Larry. It's okay, <laughs> or, I or was I? I accept the reality. But I'm old now, is, so maybe maybe you I know, was your Joe, I don't know if you have yours handy, Joe, but you you got one done too. Now while you get I got that, two done. Okay, the first one you got done that second day, right? Yeah. Or that first day? Well, yeah. Saturday. The first day I was there. Oh, look! And at I that. got Paradot from Steven Universe. Very nice. It's so good. Yeah. And what was the other one you got done? Well, I ended up getting loose. Which. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It Look, and I realized the next day that like I picked the wrong characters. Like I totally <laughs> should have had her do Neris. Here's camp, the thing, camp. Jay. Look, you're a McCandolfo fan. There's no, no disputing it. The motherfuckers that went ahead of me, not one of them picked any of her characters. You know, I picked an actual character. I wasn't actually. I, I picked the character from the current book. Like, she even said, like, thank you when I said Paprika, because nobody's asking her for Paprika commission, you know? And, like, had I known that that's how I was going to go for me, and uh, I would have just picked something. I was really, like, I was ready to just leave my money there, leave the book, and just leave, you know? <laughs> like, Wait, so, so why would you leave everything, right? <laughs> Because I'm so angry. Oh, <laughs> like, I'll just fuck it, you know? I would Maybe. be telling you the story if I didn't have the artwork, if I would have just left it. So that would have been better. Right. So, um, <laughs> but, 
it, it, it's it's a whole mess. Like I even told the comic sketch art lady that the one running the place, I told her about the issue I had from last Comic Con with Marguerite Bennett's book Animosity, and. uh she told me to go fuck myself. She's like, nobody's ever complained about that, and you're the only one, so I don't know what to tell you. I'm like, all right, all right. This is this is where comicsketchart.com. Uh, I'm giving you the plug not to buy there, but I'm giving you the plug to email them, tell them to go fuck themselves, <laughs> and, then, uh, and that you will not buy from any artist that works with them. At least not from while they're on the comicsketchart.com booth. Right. Now, the thing, like, if you go to Merca and Dolfo's website, they're also on that. So, Comic Sketch Art? Mm hmm. Oh, damn. Yeah, they're on the website or on her page. So, I'm gonna. I guess I'm gonna end up supporting them tangentially. Hey. I'm sure it's just all part of the contract. You know what I mean? How do you like, like for your friend Jay? Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> that reaction. <laughs> Jay's like. <laughs> If she doesn't open up commissions, I guess I cannot buy from her. Mm. Joe's like, if I can't get any art from her, if she won't allow me to get art from her, I guess I can support you in not getting art from her. Then yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, and that's that's fair. That's like, you know what? Well, I mean, because she sells she sells her sketches. Like, you can still buy her sketches and her art prints and her covers. And I wish Oz was here for multiple reasons. You know, I love him on the show. Uh, he was there with me. If he hadn't showed up to order that Batgirl, I would have left. Because, you know, I thought I was going to have to wait for his sketch to be done. And, uh, but also his face when he, like, when I say that he went first, like him with his glasses going like, like, <laughs> I, I would have been good for the show. Because he was, he was gloaty. I, I'm glad that fucking... Glad they treated him like shit at the where we went to eat lunch the next day. Because <laughs> of what happened, he knew he, they all, they Mirka and Dolphled his ass at the at Tivoli's food spot. <laughs> and you want to talk about like how empty everything was compared to normal Comic Cons? Uh, Tivoli's was dead like yeah i've never seen it that way like it it it's that's i think the only part that was a little eerie to me is like walking in afternoon not even like late afternoon like midday but yeah like midday and there's like one guy drinking on the patio and us basically and then there was a couple inside, but I think they were the bartender's parents. <laughs> there at work because she was eating lunch with them, and uh, yeah, it, you know, San Diego got hit by this uh, this pandemic thing, man. I don't know how I didn't realize how much they relied on um, tourism. 
tourism because yeah. it, it really looks like a lot of places closed down, a lot of places um changed to a different um business, you know? Yeah. And it, it's like the staff at the convention were like, Thank you for coming because <laughs> if you didn't come, I wouldn't have a job. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, fuck. Like, I mean, out here in LA, you see the the, the what happened, but out here there's a I don't know what it is out here. Like people don't give a shit. Everybody's doing fine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. But San Diego, and it, it hurt it saddens me to see it because you know, I've been going to Comic Con since I was 16, you know? And I didn't want them, you know, there was talks of them moving to LA or to Vegas, you know? And as much as I love Vegas, I don't want them to move from San Diego. I like it there. Right. <laughs> I don't like that's Comic Con to me, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I hear you, man. Um, you know, like, it, it like, Jay, I, I, I agree with you 100% in regards to like being at Tivoli's, and it's wild just because, yeah, we're used to Tivoli's being rambunctious, and you know, we're used to going to Tivoli's, like, like, I mean, I don't know, like, I feel like when we go during like regular Comic Con, it feels like we usually, like, when we're all there together, it feels like we end up there like at least two or three times over the course of like the, the Weekend. three or four days, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah, like it was weird just it being basically just us and then that one random dude. And then, of course, there was that crazy encounter, <laughs> which I'm just like, what is happening right now? Like, it was like, it, it like, yeah, like I, I well, listen, I'll just do a quick, a quick recounting. And then maybe, Mo, you might be able to help shed some light on, on what you think was happening here. Because I know for me, what I saw was this. I saw the gentleman that Joe had mentioned before was, you know, the one guy drinking on the patio. And, you know, he he spoke to us when we came in. He was like, hey, how y'all doing? Da, da. You know, he like, you know, spoke to us. He would just be what, what I perceived just being nice. We sat. We ordered some drinks. We, we ordered some food. I think the drinks finally came. We were sitting there drinking, talking. The, the this dude came and was walking in the direction of the guy on the patio because you have the patio in the street and then you have the other regular smaller patio that's like off the sidewalk so you got to walk in between the two to to get where you're going so you know this guy's walking technically towards us and our group too and towards this other guy but you know we're talking chatting so we don't say anything to him this other guy says hey how you doing you you need any help I'm pretty sure that's what he said. You need any help. And the guy seemingly ignored him, walked past him, but then he turned around and he said, are you looking to die today? <laughs> and of course, you know, the dude, like, we're 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 across the way on the other side of the sidewalk, but we can hear everything. We weren't looking because, or at least I know like people like you know we're in a booth, so technically this guy's walked past me because I'm looking the opposite direction. He's walked past me. I can't see the dude over there drinking unless I turn around. The guy has walked past me, and 
so when he spins around and says, "You are you looking to die today?" I of course I turned around. I was like, "What is about? What is happening?" Because I didn't hear this guy say anything to him other than, "Do you need some help?" <laughs> and man, this guy was just like super intense. Like, "Are you looking to die today?" He's like, "Don't talk to me. Don't." Tell. He's like, "Do you know who I am?" And and. At this point, I'm just like, it's the first time I think I've ever heard somebody say, do you know who I am? And I was like, I actually want to know who he is now. Like, why, why, why is he talking to this dude like this? Like, who is he? Who does he think he is? Like, I, I don't know. And it was just like, it went from zero to 60 from my perspective. I was just like, man, this mess around escalated quickly. Now, luckily, the dude, like, the, the guy sitting on the patio, I feel like he, he seemed as if he was as shocked as we were. But at the same time, he was just like, you know, I mean, he, he, he I guess, was trying to save a little bit of face. But at the same time, wasn't really trying to go. I don't even remember what he was saying because the, was the guy saying, I'm just asking you if you need help. If you don't need he, help, oh. keep walking. <laughs> and that and that all sounds relatively reasonable yeah. to me like where you know but i don't know mo is there some sort of underlying thing happening here that i'm not aware of because i was like totally taken aback by this whole thing there's one thing i didn't see and it was the the young black dude and I, I emphasize black dude because Jay might have the answer on why this happened this way. Um, walking, he, he walked from behind me and then I just saw him on the way back. But later on, when I went to get more drinks, I saw the dude that asked him if he needed help coming from the parking lot uh, with his little man bag and like looking. I'm not going to jump to conclusions. But it looked like when I used to buy dime bags behind the Denny's, you know what I mean. Mm. So uh, if if you need some help, is code for like you want to buy some drugs off of me? Like he was well within his uh, right to ask that question. <laughs> but the, if the other guy got offended, I, he knew he was being sold drugs. Like he's like you profiled me as a druggie. You know, and he got offended, then he could react that way. Or if he's just, if he was like looking like he needed help, like he was in distress, that'd be different. (laughs) Well, so, (laughs) but yeah, I I, I honestly can't tell you what went on. Jay, what what do you think happened there? Um, it's just, you know, your typical like kind of black overreaction. What? Um, <laughs> what? You know, sometimes. Are you looking to die today? <laughs> you looking to die, son of a bitch? I'm just now, saying, some some people have no chill, and this guy was one of them. Well, I'll I'll say this. I don't feel like that has anything to do with with him being black. I think he's just a dude that happened to be black that maybe happens to have a little less chill. Or maybe, as Moses said, he was 
offended by the fact that he felt like he was being profiled and just be, feeling like, hey, if, or he if was, you... He huh? was actually Look, in that, mental distress and is not well. <laughs> and it could be. Any, any attempt at help as an attack. Yeah. That could be it too. But yeah, I don't know what... The thing is, that's the key factor. I don't know what he did to cause that guy to ask if he needed help. But did he ask us if we needed help when we came? Not that I know. No. But we were in a group. Yeah. People in groups don't like to do drugs? Well, no. normally someone will break away from the group to, you know, procure. Yeah. So, like, if I was in, like... If uh, we were in the group and then Oz just kind of stood back, like into the sidewalk, like if he had just kind of stood there, he would have been signaling that he might be looking to buy, and he may have asked him if he needed help, and they might have did their thing. Why? Why do you know so much about this, Jay? You know, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not something I grew up with, but it is something I know about. Oh, and I also know if someone does offer to sell you drugs and you don't want to, you just say nah and you walk on, because otherwise you're you're creating a scene, Mm-mm. and if you're with a drug dealer, you don't actually want to cause a scene, because that is when bad things tend to happen. Like, you're causing a scene, and then the police roll up on you, and then all of a sudden, you definitely were trying to buy, and mm-hmm. it just went wrong, is why you guys are yelling at each other. Right. So it's like... Then they plant something on you. It's like, it's just <laughs> bad to be caught up in that kind of shit. Also, yeah, it's just... Just say, nah, move on. Like... He's operating out of a restaurant. Like, the cook is probably his friend. So it's like... Wait, why is it the cook? <laughs> oh, man, you I saw mean, that. Normally, it's the cook. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Cooks the are bartenders crazy. are normally... Like, if it were a classier place, I would say the bartender, but it's Tavoli's. Like, it's definitely the cook. Why, why couldn't it be the bartender's parents? They might be running the whole operation. <laughs> I didn't see the, the parents. Kingpin, the kingpins of this whole thing. Yeah, I didn't see the parents. That's fair. So if I got a better look at them. <laughs> now, what I can say about the whole situation, Larry, is that it is definitely on brand <coughs> for Comic Con with Fantastic Forum. Oh, yeah. Because it, when you hang out with us at a Comic Con, some shit like that goes down. Always. There's always one. And it's not our fault. No. Um, there's always, I mean, we always say the, the white words incident. Like, <laughs> white words. <laughs> like, that shit was weird and it happened. And it did happen. There's footage on some hard drive somewhere of, of it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, it's one of those things. Like, yeah, it, it for some reason, we're there when weird shit happens at Comic Con. And, and this, this is how you know. Uh, what's the other okay. one? When uh, was it uh, Jim Lee's wife almost got arrested? Oh yeah, damn, damn, that was so crazy. That was our first. 
I think you're right. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was. Which I, you know, yeah, that was that was insane. That was insane. Which I don't think it was technically. I, I don't think it was technically the 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 girlfriend or wife. Whatever it ended up being his wife. I think it yeah. was the the PR person that ended up getting arrested. Just so you know, I don't want oh, Jim Lee to like. Right. Yeah, I think that that was, you know, which and I don't even know if she got arrested. She might have just gotten like detained, but yeah. detained with, with prejudice for no good reason because it's like <laughs> yeah. she's awesome. There was no reason to treat her like that. And J Jim Lee didn't use his Asian privilege to help her at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. it was it's just a weird situation, but you know, for some reason Fantastic Forum was there. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just saying, like, that's how you know. Now, right? Jay, say like, it, <laughs> Hmm? That's why he hates us now? Oh, I don't think so. No, that's he, not why he hates us. I think he I think he, he hates you all because you all keep making that weird little he wants to draw hand where we're trying to see him. No, that that's why he hates me. I think he <laughs> hates Mo because Mo did said something while he was drunk to Jim Lee. Well, I was asking him what happened when they <laughs> as the cops were there. <laughs> I'm like what's happening? Man, we need, we need help. Like, he's like, no, no it was it was a different it uh, was a different thing. Like you uh, were drunk and you said something to him, and now he looks at you sideways. <laughs> and you're he, like, he, I always do the pencil thing. Like I always know how his hand is like always like this. Like or just be standing like this. Like he just needs a pencil and. Now he kind of like looks at me weird, and then but I think Oz. Larry is okay. <laughs> he hates like, Oz because the cookies. <laughs> what cookies? <laughs> oh, the cookies at the Wild Star panel. Yeah, I like. I don't know why I remember that. Jesus, <laughs> like, of all the things to remember, that Oz hogged the cookies at the Wild Star panel. <laughs> Listen, oh man, it's so crazy. I like. I gotta look up my social, but I remember that. No. <laughs> anyway, freaking uh, yeah, man. I I was just gonna say that you know, it's like a wild like something about the energy we 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 like the the environment we create because it's like there was no people out there. It wasn't even like a thing where like you know this particular comic con. There's like it literally was just us and that random dude, and so somehow. We were able to still have one of those incidents manifest, which was weird. <laughs> and I feel like, as far as Comic Cons go for us, like this was the one where we're trying to just be like adults, dude. One hundred percent. Like I was yeah. actually a little shocked by how chill you all were, because I thought y'all were gonna while out, especially because we had like our own place <laughs> and stuff. And you, everybody was on their best behavior. I was like, oh, okay, like this is. Look, we're going to bed early. And then <laughs> that's the thing, like, there wasn't alcohol was flowing like wine and cheese or milk and honey, you know. <laughs> no, absolutely no. We, it we, was Larry's we, birthday. We brought a I brought yeah. a bottle of of twelve year old scotch. Oh, it was so and, good too. Uh, well, he, Larry did edibles. Uh I, I did one. But... It's that's you say edibles. That's that's how you say it. Oh. That's edible. The streets. Man. <laughs> it's like 
I mean, he thought a dog was fluffy, but it turned out to be some lady's son. You are so dumb! The dog was fluffy. It was a dog, and it was fluffy. Why didn't anybody else touch it? Because it was a little boy. It was a dog. <laughs> I hope. But we're 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 moving ahead, Larry. What was your like first impression going in? Like, what's the first thing you saw going into this this new weird way of doing Comic Con and seeing like, oh, okay, we're kind of back now, or if you even had that feeling? Well, you know, I mean, I mean, obviously, the first thing that struck me right away is the fact that we entered through Hall H, and you know. Hall H is such an iconic part of Comic-Con normally where, you know, you have like all of the big panels that happen there through the day. And that's like people are camping out for days to get into this place. And of course, we walk in through that area and it's like the, it's the area they're using to like, you know, register people and get your badges and, you know, sign, like get your name tags and stuff. So it's like that that in a lot of ways set the tone for me where I'm like, oh, OK. So yeah, we're we're like don't don't even think about trying to think if like big stuff is about to happen this year <laughs> or this in or in this event <laughs> because where the big stuff happens or well yeah where we're where we're used to the big stuff happening like we want y'all to see that this is empty from from the jump <laughs> so that that set expectations and that doesn't mean that you know I I it's not like I was like oh I'm less excited that I was here because of that. It's just one of those things where I didn't know that that was how it was going to happen. You know, I'm sure that it probably in some of the promotional, uh, promotional, in some of the stuff, the um, like informational stuff you get where they're like, hey, it probably said that you're going to pick up your bed at Jet Hall H, but I didn't read that. So I didn't know. So I was like, oh, okay. Like, so this is, I mean, I knew it was going to be different, but that kind of set the tone for how different it was going to be. And then on, and then from that point, walking into the spot, and again walking right into Artist Alley, set another tone too because it made made the whole con feel like it was going to be much more um, creator, like comic creator focus, which was you know for me that's a plus, like because I love comic book creators. Like don't get me wrong, it's cool that celebrities show up to Comic Con, and it's great that you get to see like movie trailers and TV stuff and like, you know, like the cast of different shows, like all that stuff is great. Like, I, I'm not saying it shouldn't be there. What I'm saying is like for most shows, like, or, or let me put it like this. If you are giving me personally the choice between like meeting like the star or whatever the hottest show is at any given moment, and like who whoever is like the the top like writer or artist for a comic book that i particularly like i'm gonna pick that that comic book creator every time over you know just about any random you know star that and i might be a fan of theirs you know what i'm saying like you know there's very few celebrities that i'm like i would rather be talking to them than like say for instance you know jay lee you know like if I have a conversation with Jay Lee, it's like I want to do that, you know, <laughs> because it's Jay Lee. That's amazing. So you know, and that was like walking into Artist Alley set that tone. Like Merkel and Dolphin right up front. It's like 
that's cool because Burka and Dolfo, she's amazing. And it's like to have like that kind of access and it's just like she just be here. It's like, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like I felt like, oh, I can sit there and just talk to her in the same way that we were able to sit and talk with some of the other artists because she was super busy. But, you know, just like I felt like at any other or in any previous version of Comic-Con up until now, we wouldn't even be able to exchange pleasantries with Merka and Dolfo because there'd be people there that would be handling a line for her that would be, and they would be like, dude, you can't be, you can't stand right here because, you know, if you want to sketch, you can talk to that person that's over there and you can join the end of the line at that end of the table and somebody's going to sell you the book to get the sketch in over there. You know, it's like, it would have been a much more uh, a, a logistics kind of thing. And real and so, quick. Yeah. Um, just speaking to how busy Mirka Andolfo is, uh, she's like doing like a ton of shit right now. Like, I think it was last weekend she was in Las Vegas at a comic shop doing her thing. Mm -hmm. Comic Con last weekend, uh, this weekend coming up, she's in Emerald City Comic Con. Like, she just got a ton of shit going on. And That's we can still, like, yeah, yeah, so we we're still able to like exchange pleasantries, yeah, but, yeah. I can, like, she just kind of non stop, yeah, right now. yeah. I, I wonder what makes a Merca Undolfo, or I shouldn't say what makes a Merca Undolfo because I understand what makes, but it's interesting that, like, e Emerald City is this weekend, yeah. Oh wow! Like, like it's it's interesting that you know, um, you know, LA Comic Con wouldn't try to make a bid to to have a Merca and Dolfo, and maybe they did, but maybe they couldn't outbid. Well, it's Emerald whoever uh, whoever's comic sketch art. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, whatever yeah, they want to. Yeah, and Emerald City Comic Con is definitely a bigger show than LA Comic Con, but I was thinking for the convenience aspect of it, where it's like, you know, if you're already in California, you know, maybe just hang out for the, during the week and go there, you know, at the, at the end of, you know, it's like give yourself like those three days to recoup in San Diego and or LA. But yeah, it, it's comic sketch art. You're right. And they're like, no, more people could be at Emerald city. So yeah. that's where they are. <laughs> so. You mentioned Jay Lee earlier. And mm -hmm. he was one of the names there, and uh, he's, a, he's a fantastic artist. We we reviewed so his good. current book, uh, "Something Is Killing the Children," and I did a one shot of. Well, he did the covers, but um. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's he's a he's he's a talent man, and Oz was Oz got shelled out some cash, and got some fucking commission done by him. Let me see if I can share it for you. Oz isn't here to share it himself, but yeah, let's see. No, it was a sick sketch, and you know, like, I mean, like while we were standing there, they had uh, a person came to get a, a, a Inhumans number one that he yeah. did the art for signed, and yeah, man, amazing stuff. That Inhumans and, number one is such an iconic cover, like. Yeah. Period. And it, the fact that it's him is 
you know, ah, yeah, it, it's cool. And and the the cover is is mostly black. They and they signed it in chrome. Yeah, which you know, and they told the dude like, hey, just so you know, like you get you set it over on the table over there and let it dry for a little bit, and then you can put it back in the bag. But like like they brought a special pen just to sign that book in particular. Yeah. They, they like that book that much, and I'm like, right. that, which that makes a lot of sense too, because it's not like I don't even think they did they charge the guy. No, I don't think no, so. I think, you know, I think they always have Chrome pens. No, uh, well, at least not Jay Lee. Like he was signing everything with a regular sharpie, and that one because it was so black that they they used that special pen. That's but I know guy... I've seen other. Other artists like who do signings, yeah. like yeah, yeah. they'll have artists. a chrome pen in reserve yeah. for yeah. like dark, dark covers. Right. This wow. is what the this is what they the one that they use was like a paint pen, so it's actual like metallic pigment on the paper. Mm-hmm. Whereas others, they probably I don't know what they use, but I know working in the art supply store in the past, there's certain sharpies that mimic that effect. And have high contrast on dark surfaces. Um, but yeah, that's the one that Oz got. And I actually bought so um, good. I don't even know if I have it here, but I, I bought a lot of shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> I went to Comic Con, uh, my first Comic Con when I was 16 years old. No money. <laughs> yeah. Then I went with you guys. No money. You no know? money. So I, I finally. I've made a little bit of lettuce in this business. Now, now he's money magnum. Yeah, so <laughs> you know what? Why not buy a bunch of shit? Now, let me see here. So I bought this at his booth. It's a book I wanted to read, Nita Hall's Nightmare Blog. And it's like, it's a horror comic. It's an image. This is a 1 in 25 cover or whatever. Or 1 in... Uh, 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 one of 400 copies is the, the J. Lee variant, you nice. know, and uh, so he signed it for me and uh, I got that. But then that was the, day the designer in this book, the guy that did like, you know, the logos and shit is uh, a dude named David Barron. And he uh, he did the Doom comic for uh, it was Boom Studios. And uh, he had a special Black Friday deal. I I don't remember the price because I just took the deal. (laughs) (laughs) Issues one through four look like this. Four, three, two, and one. They're all blank covers. And uh, basically, he drew one for me, like as part of the. Very nice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And. uh, (laughs) <laughs> so I was like, you got every issue of this series is a blank cover? Like, you know, for me, that's yeah, that's what I want. Like, I want yeah. every series to have, like, just give them all blank covers. Now, they couldn't do all blank covers, so they did this weird thing with the, the you know, each one is a setting, you know, of the, yeah. of the book. But it's blank enough. Yeah, yeah, and you could do a sketch in it. it you can. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I met him through um, through Jay Lee. He said because he told me like, "Yeah, I'll sign this one for you, but if you want David Barron, the designer, to sign it too, uh, he's right over there." And then that's I talked to him. He wasn't there. His son was there, <laughs> so I just started talking to his son. 
and I'm like, uh, he's like a little 10 year old boy. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I want to be a lawyer. Because <laughs> 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 I asked him, like, you know, because he was like kind of drawing and stuff. And like, you want to go to the family business? And he's like, no, I want to be either a soccer player or a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, like, you know, the, every family needs a lawyer. Yeah, right. That's true. You need, you know, that that's that's it. And uh, so he's actually David Barron's going to be at L.A. Comic Con, pointing that way because that's the train station where I'm. Gonna <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, he's got a new book coming out, and it's I forgot what he told me. You know, it's edibles and whiskey and shit. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm going down to L.A. Comic Con and see him and. Maybe get another one of these Dune covers done. <laughs> I like to go. Uh, uh, Sunday, Sunday. Okay. I, got, I got a lot of a lot of work. Yeah, of course, of course. Work. Right. <laughs> I might, I might try to go with you. Yeah, I took five days off. So. Right. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, and, and and so what else? Were you gonna share something else with us in regards to what you bought, or you're? Oh yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot of stories. Let's see, I, I got to talk to um, uh, so yeah, back to my motif of my first Comic Con at 16 with no money, right? This year at this weird new Comic Con that felt oddly like my first one, <laughs> I saw Mercantolfo and I was able to buy some art, and. My first one, I remember the first artist I saw was an artist I liked a lot by the name of David Mack. Oh, and yes. So I got to speak to him. And I remember going in that first that first Comic-Con, and he's just painting away. But he's at, like, the image book doing, like, Kabuki stuff, commission, you know, and signing. And here he was just by himself. And we got to talk. I had a full-on conversation with him. But mm-hmm. uh, before I get to that, we... I bought a, a a death print and a Morpheus print from Sandman. There, I actually got nice. four prints. The other two are in there too. I haven't had these framed yet. And yeah. um, Desire and Destruction from the Sandman comics. So uh, he gave me a deal. He's like, "Yeah, just take four for a hundred. I'm like, "All right, all right. <laughs> you don't gotta wow. tell me twice. I know a mo deal when I see one." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think they're like thirty-five a piece because they're uh, they're specific prints and they have they have Neil Gaiman quotes on them from the book, and uh, so one day hopefully I'll get Neil Gaiman to sign them. But um, but yeah, those should get me some money once the series comes out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But they yeah, amazing Yeah, you know? <laughs> right. And he uh, he said. <clears throat> I forgot what it oh so we talked about kabuki um mm-hmm. and i told you know kabuki is one of those books that they probably would have tried to make into a movie in the late 90s and early 2000s and would have been a crappy movie but now with the tv landscape the way it is so many outlets like do you uh you know you think <laughs> that in the future like so we, who do we need to talk to to get this ball rolling? You know, like the mm-hmm. the epic series, the HBO Max series. You know, like mm-hmm. the AMC Plus series. You know, and he goes, uh, he told me that this was odd, but it makes sense that 
they've been trying to make kabuki for a long time and for about seven years or so he only um he lived off of like just doing pure uh kabuki scripts that never got made into anything <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and I'm like, wow like you know from being in the business myself uh <laughs> you know that's a at least one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars for a script yeah for seven years he's like, not not mad and then you know then he had a bunch of echo because he saw me stop at an echo um print you know and he goes, did you get to watch Hawkeye yet? And I'm like, yeah, we finally got an echo, you know? <laughs> like, and he's like, yeah, finally. And I'm like, I was pissed at Infinity at uh, Endgame when she wasn't the first Ronin because it's like, what the fuck? Like, they're just giving over <laughs> who fucking character, you know? Uh-huh. And even like, and even, and I told him even like in Daredevil, like the character that got to play Elektra, like I mm-hmm. felt she would have been a better echo. You know, mm. and uh, he's like, "Oh yeah, I thought that too." You know, and yeah, it was a cool conversation to have with David Mack. And I'm like, "Man, right? Like, I've come a long way in these comic cons." <laughs> like, yeah, and uh, yeah, that was just a cool moment, and it's a testament to how how small it is, but still high profile convention it is. You know, right? Because there's a right. there's been times where like you couldn't talk to David Mack; he's too busy. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It's like. Again, David Mack have been running from panel to panel or messing around, have some kind of meeting or, you know, be drawing and just, you know, be be so like, okay, I got this commission, this commission, this commission, and so focused on getting that art done that he don't have, doesn't have the time to exchange pleasantries, but that's not what Special Edition was at all. Special Edition was super chill. So even though people were so busy, though, and that was cool. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff to spend money on this year. Um, part and because there was no big lines, like you could do it, you know. The it's only, true. I didn't get to go to the nuclear blast booth. Um, what's the nuclear blast booth? Nuclear blast is a heavy metal um record label, and they always get a booth at Comic Con. What were they there? Yeah, and oh. but when they when they were there, they did have a little bit of a crowd because they had the Mexican wrestler there doing a signing. And. Oh. Is it is Santo. it somebody famous? Yeah, yeah, Santo, the the silver mask guy. You oh, know, okay. yeah. I probably have seen him. Yeah, you've seen him, and uh, yeah. and I'm like, I mean, I'm not a fan, and I'm not gonna try and get through that line to go buy my you know Comic Con exclusive Slayer figurines, you know. Yeah. So I made a point to go back, and then I I just I forgot to go back. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand. Listen. I spent two days trying to get to the Flame Toys booth yeah. and never got there. <laughs> you know, and, and it's so crazy because like the first day I told you all, I was like, oh damn, like Flame Toys is there and I saw the booth, but we were doing something else and we walked by it. And then I was looking at like a video recap of like one of the guys that I watched that does like Transformer news stuff, and he's like, Flame Toys is at San Diego Comic Con Special Edition. I'm I'm looking at this joint like damn, like. I'm there and I didn't see this. I, I need to make sure I go see this the next day. And I still didn't get to the goddamn Flame Toys booth. And I'm like, I was thinking about that actually like today, earlier today. I was like, man, how did I not go to Flames Toys? Like, I should have went to Flames Toys. And not, you know, I wouldn't have bought anything because Flames Toys stuff is expensive. And well, it, well, it's not, well, it is expensive. And that's probably, I guess, like, 
like two things if they're expensive and a lot of time they're larger and i don't have the money or the space for it so like even if i have the money i'd still be like mm, you know <laughs> but but it, you know i i unfortunately this con i didn't buy a lot and it's not because i didn't want to it's just that i messed around and all the things that i wanted to buy i either like they were not selling them or if they were selling them i was like that feels like a high price and then when i look i'm like yeah i could get that cheaper like not from them <laughs> like like uh one thing i saw that i really thought i was gonna buy was they had a um a transformers shockwave pop and you know like i i have like not all of them, but I have a good number of the the Transformers pops already, and so I was like, "Oh, like you know, I want to get the Shockwave pop." And there was one spot selling it for like twenty five bucks, and I was like, "Dude, like, is this what twenty five bucks?" I'm like, "I don't know," you know, like. And then I went to another booth, and they were selling it for forty. And I was like, man, that feels I, like it's my, too much. Well, look, I thought 25 was a lot personally, but when I went to the other booth and I was like, you know, and I was just thinking, like, oh, that feels a little like a little much. I was like, let me just go look at some other booths and see if they have it and how much they want to sell it for. When I went to the other booth and it was 40, I was like, wait a minute. So is that joint like is 25 a deal? And then I went to go look at it, and I was like, "Man, I can order this joint from Target right now for like eleven <laughs> or like twelve bucks." Yeah, eleven ninety nine like, at Target. Yeah, and and okay. don't get me wrong, it didn't it it wasn't in stock until like literally that weekend. So I don't know if Target was just like, "Man, let's see if we can undercut uh, San Diego Comic Con Special Edition." I don't know. You could get it from Macari for like fifteen. Yeah, see, yeah, I think it was a Target exclusive, and they just like restocked it. So, like, they literally just restocked it because I went to another booth, and the the guy was like, "If I was selling it, I would sell it for 40. He's like, "But he's like, I think that they put some up on Target like literally this weekend." And I, I had already looked it up myself, so I knew he was telling me the truth, and I appreciated him because I was like, oh, like he like tried to hook a brother up, you know what I'm saying? Like he he I mean, obviously he did because he didn't have it. <laughs> like I, if, if I was there, he would probably try to sell it to me for 40. But at the very least, he was just like, Hey man, I don't have it. But you know, I think they did put some up at Target. And I'm like, he didn't have to tell me that. And I knew he was right. So I was like, Oh, that's cool. So, you know, that guy, he told me he, they were going to be at uh, L.A. Comic-Con this weekend. So if I go to L.A. Comic-Con with, with Moses on Sunday, I'm going to go buy some stuff from them just because they were nice. <laughs> <laughs> now, Larry, uh, are you meaning to tell me that I should have not spent $100 on this Entertainment Earth <laughs> exclusive Captain Marvel Spider-Man? I, I don't know. I would uh, Does Entertainment Earth not have it anymore? Well, I don't even know what Entertainment Earth is. Oh, it's a website. What's a website? Oh, Lord. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I, it was $25. And uh, I just, 
I just bought it because I love Captain Universe yeah. Spider-Man. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think it's going to go up because Captain Universe Spider-Man is going to come out in fucking No Way Home. Listen, what? why are you putting that out there? Watch. Watch. <laughs> Listen, that would be a hell of a, a way that, I mean, like, to, to try to up the stakes, that would be crazy if that did happen. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, but... And so the other thing I was hoping to buy that I, which I definitely would have bought if they would have sold it to me, Mo, you showed me the friggin' like tabletop game thing, oh, like yeah. the place where they had like little figurines. I don't even have the pictures here to like share uh, them. I, uh, it's a, video. I can't think of the name of the company. I feel really bad. And so it's, it's uh, like, come on. Come on, there you go. Yeah, yeah, and they had like basically they have like a tabletop game that has you know Marvel, like, like it's kind of like SD kind of designed, um, like you know, little chibi Marvel figures of you know the different characters. And so, for me, I just like I like that design in general anyway for a lot of things. Theirs were actually really nice and dynamic, but they had these like awesome paint jobs, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like, if I like, I was like, "Easy!" I like, I don't know how much these things cost, but all I want, like, if they have the original X Men, I'll get them. I'll get Magneto. I saw there was an Apocalypse. I'm like, I want that, and it turned out that that's all display stuff. Like, none of it was stuff that I could actually buy then and there. And then the other part I found out was. The, the figures don't come painted. You have to, those were custom paints, which the custom paint was amazing. I was like, wow, blown, blown away by the custom paint jobs. And so, you know, but the figures themselves, even, even unpainted, are really nice. And so I, I want to get them still just for a collectible, from a collectibles kind of aspect. But they, they gave us some, which was cool, or they just like, hey, here's some giveaways. And so uh, we got a Thor, but uh, you know, they had an awesome table that we're gonna buy for the next time we're at the Hall of F. <laughs> there it is. That, that's what happens at the Hall of F. You gotta get on the table. <laughs> I, you know, the audience is gonna be mad at you for this, but I'm gonna put you on the spot too because I remember oh, like. You're like, no, nah, this table's too big. We can't get this, and I go, no, because you need to put the camera rig so that we can get everybody's perspective you're like not everything needs to be for youtube and i'm like what the fuck like what the fuck are we doing here then you know i'm thinking about the audience wait what did, what did i do that for you didn't you, you said not everything needs to be filmed when when like was that when i had the edible no no we were that was the day table. before yeah we're looking at that table that it looked like a pool table with no pockets but so that we could play that game. Oh, okay. Well, look, I believe it. It sounds like something. It sounds like something I might say, but I was like, I don't know. Like, and, and I'm right, actually, about that. No, you're not. <laughs> everything, everything. everything does have to be for you too. Yeah, it does. It's like, if I'm in the bathroom, We're I need to get you to take your little snake came out of there, Moses. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Get that from under the door. We need to get it's that. Not for the audience. That tax deductible, man. That tax deductible. <laughs> okay, got it. I was trying to save us money. So, and then the next day 
was Larry's birthday. Good times. Got to celebrate his birthday at Comic Con. He turned twenty-two. That's it. Like, like. (laughs) (laughs) I look. I don't look. You put the camera on me. I don't know that I have anything to say other than it was a fantastic time. I don't like. I don't. I don't know what you want me to say about it. When are you gonna tell thank you to all the Instagram followers that wished you a happy birthday? Did Instagram people wish me a happy birthday? Yeah. Because oh, there's I'm... a there's a post for your birthday wishing you a happy birthday on Instagram, and everybody's like, some lady that thinks she's your mom is saying happy birthday. She thinks she's yeah. my mom, or she my mom. <laughs> Damn it. Gotta go look. It's like, no, no. It's like, is that you, mom? No, <laughs> handsome son. And I know your mom don't think you're handsome. Wow, is that where we're at? Okay, that's where we're at. That's okay. That's all right. But yeah, man, um, it was a it was a good time, man. Like honestly, it's like being there with with you all was exactly what I was hoping. Like it would be and it was just it was just good people good comics good food friggin good drinks like just great company you know it was yeah it was awesome it was awesome i look i i will say like i i know i didn't have like anything to really show in regards to what i bought but i did decide to uh to bring this out because I was like, well, I didn't get to drink this on my birthday. <laughs> so I was like, ah, this might be a good time to crack this open and see what this is like. You want to tell the people what this is, Mo? This is a border brewing. We went to a brewery for your birthday and they were closing. So we got it to go. So that's 32 ounces of a, was it, horchata? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So horchata is like a rice cinnamony uh, drink kind of like rice milk um some places make it with actual milk and you know it's a little weird but it's a good it's a nice it's a tasty drink um and uh you know it's a beer which larry doesn't like and it's horchata which is kind of like an acquired taste so if larry (laughs) wants to do a little taste test and tell us how to i had the blood saison uh which is kind of like a uh it's a ale, and uh, it's 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 a lighter, more champagne type beer. And mine was with orange uh, saison, which is like uh, more of a blood orange champagne type. It's actually pretty good. Really? Wow! I'm actually no, dude, dude, I'm, I'm surprised myself because I was totally ready to be like, <laughs> but it's actually pretty good. What does it taste like? Like what? What? Uh, what are you experiencing as you taste it? It tastes like it definitely has like the the like I can taste like I've had I've had of course I've had beer I've had horchata before. It definitely is like what I was thinking it was going to be was kind of like the worst of both, but it's it's the best. It's the best of both. It's like it has like it's not as like. But it, it's a little smoother because it has that horchata kind of flavor to it. But at the same time, it still has a little bit of the bite of the beer. 
I'm, I'm actually really impressed because I know the the young lady behind the counter was like, yeah, like if you don't like beer, you're gonna like this. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I don't know about that lady. Larry says orchata. I don't know. It's too late. But I you know, trying to just get rid of us. <laughs> right. But no, it's actually like this is actually like good. Like I I might actually finish this. Wow. Look, I'm happy to hear that. A lot of beer though. Yeah, it's only 32 ounces. That's a lot of beer. Is it? Yeah. Well, yeah, you don't drink beer at all. I feel like it's a lot because it's beer. Like, you know, if it was like 32 ounces of whiskey, then no. (laughs) (laughs) Or vodka, then yeah, it's not that much. Or like fruit punch or water. Like any of those things is like, yeah, but 32 ounces of beer, it's like beer. So it feels like, I mean, this doesn't feel heavy yet, but I'm sure when I get halfway through this, I'm going to be but like, what was I How's it like the mouthfeel, the texture? Like, is it milky like uh, orchata or or like light and fizzy like beer? It's both. It's, 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 it's light. Like it does have like a little bit of, I don't know if I call it milky. I would call it more like silky. Okay. But it definitely feels different than how beer feels. But at the same time, there's the light fizz after. Okay. So it's like it, like you can tell like no nobody would if you pour this into a cup and drink it, you would know you were drinking beer. But you'd be like, oh well, why is it like so smooth? You know? And it's like enough of it where you might be like, if you're familiar with orchata, you might be like, this is this is kind of like if Orchata was a beer, like you, you might not be like, this is definitely Orchata, but you might be like, this is, this is what I would imagine if it was an Orchata beer, it might be like this, you know? Okay. And then somebody be like, that's exactly what we were voting for. You know, <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, wow. You know, but it definitely, it's, it's a beer, but it's also Orchata beer. Well, so that's cool. Wow. I got to try that one next. Cause I, I'm not the hugest fan of Orchata. Being mm-hmm. no, uh, no, nor am I, honestly. Half Salvadorian, half Mexican. I've had like ones that are way too milky. Yeah. Ones that are way too dusty, like the grinding of the rice, cinnamon, and shit. And dusty. Yeah, like there's a layer of dirt at the bottom. And which mm. I don't mind in my Turkish coffee, but it's not like for some reason it doesn't hit me the right way there. So mm. and plus I when I eat, you know, I eat spicy food and Mixing that milky horchata with spicy food just like it's mm-hmm. like vomit going in. So mm. I'm like, I'm not, yeah, I, I stick to beer. <laughs> I stick to beer or or a, a Coke or a Diet Coke or whatever, something that, that fizzy. I, I will say that what this is missing is that cinnamon feel, like that cinnamon flavor. Okay. And, and, and I mean, at the same time, though, keeping in mind that, you know, we got this like Sunday. Yeah. And so it very well might have had like more of a cinnamon flavor to it, you know, when it was being originally poured on Sunday. I literally like, you know, we we came back on Monday that I put it in the fridge and it's been sitting there until now, which is Wednesday evening. So who knows? When I get to the bottom of it, it might be a whole bunch of cinnamon flavor down there. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't think so. I, I think uh, you know you yeah. would experience it already because they're they're usually pretty good at preserving that, unless it's actual cinnamon dust at the bottom. But I doubt mm. because yeah. of how it's poured and and, and and how it's maintained in the in the kegs. So 
if it had a more cinnamon flavor to it, I would like it more because okay. I do like cinnamon. And you know, I mean, if if I mean, obviously, horchata has a certain amount of sweetness to it, but it's not like oversweet, you know. And so it's like maybe that would have helped some too, because you know, I mean, cinnamon by itself isn't a flavor most people like. Most people like cinnamon and sugar, right? You know, yeah. so you know, uh, but you know, if it had like a more cinnamon kind of aspect to it, I think I would like it even more, but I still like it. Like, I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm actually, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of blown away by how how good it is because I was not expecting it to be good at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, now, um, the, the, for, at the, we went to uh, Salud, which is basically like a taco stand in like, you know, the San Diego area, whatnot, for like for dinner that night. And, you know, had some kick-ass tacos and and uh, quesadillas and whatnot, which was really cool. Like, I really enjoyed it. And then ended, ended the night with, uh, or at least I ended my meal, I should say, ended my meal with friggin' ice cream and churros. And that, that ended up becoming the the pick for the this show. Yeah, the thumbnail for this show. So if you're like, what's happening in that thumbnail? You can thank Moses Magnum because and Oz and Jay because that's what they wanted to do. I know for me, I was like, I don't need me in that thumbnail. <laughs> I like and the I other like, picture. <laughs> what you said you like the boat, Joe. Well, I do. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, don't make it sound like you must around here were like. Use the other one, because if you said use the other one, then I would have been like, oh, it's a tie. And then it's like, I'll break the tie, even though I voted already, because I'm the one that's actually posting. Well, and, and Oz isn't on the show, so his vote only counts like half. <laughs> no, nah, man, I was just like, hey, like, you know. Yeah, it's a you know, great like picture. Like, it's better. Like, it reminds me of, like, how cool, like, the brick picture but this one was like, we're all happy. We're all going to Comic-Con. Yeah. We're like outside. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, just an amazing feeling looking at that picture. Yeah, no, I agree. It was a great shot. And I'm so happy that M was ever able to capture that. Thank you, Emily, for that. Because that was a great moment. And yeah, yeah. It, it definitely encapsulated like the the energy of, of that that particular uh piece of time so that's good stuff yeah it, it's it was a great time all around and uh my favorite part was when jay started talking about pink poop <laughs> jay, right why were you so, talking about pink poop jay uh because it was comic-con and so i went to a panel and this panel was about serial box art and uh yes yeah, the kind of panel i go to at comic-con like <laughs> i go to the offbeat kind of well i say offbeat even though the rooms are almost always full uh for these panels but yeah like other people go to like comic creator panels and you know artist spotlight panels i go to like weird shit panels and so this one was com uh, was a serial box art 
and during the presentation, it came up that uh, originally the Frankenberry cereal would make your poop turn pink. And it took them a couple months, but they fixed it. But that was a thing. Like pink poop caused by the Frankenberry cereal. That's crazy. I, I, I didn't even get to go to any panels. Yeah, I didn't either. I feel this yeah. year, like, all the panels were, like, kind of the offbeat panels that you don't get other years, or you don't get to see other years, you know? Well, they had a few of the spotlights, you know. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Eastman had a panel. Um, I can't remember them all offhand, but yeah, uh, there were some good ones. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, honestly, I was hoping that we might be able to check out Comics on Comics panel, but you know, as as far as like you know, the when we got done with Comic Con that day and just trying to get back to the place and all that kind of stuff, it just didn't work out, unfortunately. But yeah, like there there were some there were some like panels. I, I know that they also had like the Black panel, which is a panel I usually like to attend on out at Comic Con, but. It was so early on Friday that I wasn't even in San Diego when it happened. And I'm like, that sucked for me. And black people. It sucked for me and, and black people, which I, I would like to think of myself as a part of, but apparently I, I, not. I wanted to go, but I can't go without Larry. Like you can go. <laughs> you don't need you it's not the cookout mode. You can just show up to the black panel. The cookout That's you need low, to be. Man. Don't, don't come to cook out and be like, wait, who are you? Who are you? <laughs> like this Italian dude just showed up to the cookout with no invitation, no pass, nothing. It's like Dice and, and Guy Fieri's son just came in. Dice and Guy Fieri. <laughs> wait, you're not giving yourself nearly enough credit. Like I feel you with the dice. I don't feel like I don't think you got the Guy Fieri. Even not to I knock mean, Guy Fieri, because I think Guy yeah, Fieri is awesome. Cool guy. But he's super cool, but I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like you have the Guy Fieri vibes. I don't feel like people want to just punch you in the face. <laughs> if if they want to punch you in the face, it's because they know why. They know what you said. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Lee, right? Exactly. He's like that guy. Talk talking about I'm no Liefeld. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, where Joe? Where were the panels? Um, upstairs. Okay, so like where they usually are. Right. Look, it's so funny because I like I know that we exited out the lobby, but it didn't feel like I'm like it if you had asked me before this moment, I would have told you that they probably demolished those escalators that usually go up there because I don't remember seeing them at all. Like I'm just like <laughs> it like you know, it's like you know, usually it feels like you can't help but see that stuff because it's like Everything kind of leads you one way or another because there's so many different things that you have to see and have to be a part of. But, you know, it's the people like normally there's a ton of people on them. I guess like at all times, like, yeah, like always someone on the escalator. And so, yeah, yeah, like in other comic cons, you, you can't miss them because there are people in the air. Like, that's true too. All the time. Like, yeah. And and that was another thing that, you know, 
Like, there was cosplay at San Diego Comic-Con Special Edition, obviously. And some of it was actually really good. Um, but it was so fewer people that you don't get, like, <coughs> the kind of variety or even, you know, necessarily, like, you know, there's always, like, at, at, like one thing that I usually like to do once Comic-Con is over is be, like, um, you know, like, go and look at, like, some of the coverage because I know that there's things that I'm not going to have seen. And I like looking at, like, people's list of, like, hey, some of the best Comic-Con or some of the best cosplay you saw at, you know, San Diego Comic-Con because it's, like, you know, half of them or maybe even three-quarters of them I actually saw in person. But there's always, like, you know, that quarter where I'm like, dude, there was somebody that was dressed like this there? I didn't see that at all. And, you know, there was, like, a site or two that tried to do it for for special edition, but, you know, you have so fewer people that it doesn't, like, people aren't necessarily, like, they're not, they're not bringing, like, they're not going all out in the same way, you know? Because that's, I mean, there are people that spend an entire year making a costume to show out at San Diego Comic-Con. And that just wasn't happening at Special Edition, unfortunately. So there is, right. a, there is a video montage on our Instagram. Yeah. Some of the cosplay stuff. Yeah. We saw like an amazing Captain America and Winter Soldier. I didn't put that in it. Oh, well, that's a that's crazy. I might give that <laughs> well no, I might give that its own little like um its own little spotlight because it was a husband and wife and they were too far for me to get on camera. Oh, so okay. I just get the video record and they just start holding hands off in the distance and I'm like, no, <laughs> edit this to make it like cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's that's, a lot of that's... couple cosplays. Like, yeah. A lot of husband and wife or boyfriend girlfriend yeah. or yeah significant other cosplays yeah. which I thought was cool. But you know, I mean honestly like it was like there were a lot of I feel like a lot of the people that came were kind of like hardcore about it. You know what I'm saying? And it's like yeah. some people like I mean now don't get me wrong, it's like I'm not saying well I won't I guess maybe hardcore is maybe not the right word. It depends on how you feel about hardcore, right? Because it's like I feel like the people that dressed up really wanted to dress up and they really wanted to like have a good showing for the characters that they liked, you know, like I, I, I'm not taking anything away from people that like the one, the people I were talking about that I was talking about just a moment ago that like spend the entire year for that moment at Comic-Con, because obviously those people are hardcore in a different way where they're spending a lot of time and focus in making like a costume that they want to make sure that they're seen in, you know? And so that's uh, hardcore as well. It's just a, you know, I think it's 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 different because it's like, the, I feel like the people that were dressing up this year weren't didn't care as much about being seen as much as they did like wanting to have a good representation for whatever character because they knew, or at least I think they understood that they very well might not get seen because you know so few, so many, so much fewer people there. So yeah, yeah. So so what would you? Oh, go ahead, Jay. Oh no, go ahead. No, please, you you go ahead. I talked a lot um, already, Jay. 
No, I was just going to ask if there was any news out of Comic Con we need to go through. There, I mean, there is some. Like, I mean, just you know, like apparently John Cena showed up. Oh wow! I, yeah, I don't know if you all heard that, but John Cena uh, came in friggin' uh, like full peacemaker regalia, and like crashed crashed a panel, uh, which I'm assuming was. A panel about the show. <laughs> There's oh, John okay. Cena right there. There's John Cena. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that, Moses? Oh, some of the 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 couples cosplay that Emily took pictures of. I forgot I had them here. Cool. Yeah. There's a couple. Oh, they're what you call it. They're from Animal Crossing. Yeah. Oh. I did not know that. They're villagers? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's holding K.K. Slider. Yes, K.K. Slider and Tom Nook. And then I took these Mandalorian pictures. That's nice. Loki. Oh, and that's very cool. Oh, wow. I didn't see them. It's uh, Ong and... I somebody. did. <laughs> oh, okay, Jay. Jay's like, I saw. Jay's like, meh. No, they were good. This is like an elderly couple that was dressed like this. What are they supposed to be? Like Koopa people? <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, I was definitely getting the, the, like, that's like a spiny hat, right? Yeah. But why all the yellow? I don't know, but they matched okay. and I thought it was adorable. No, no, I'm not knocking them. I'm just trying to it. understand. I'm trying to understand what the concept is. Oh, that's a little. Oh, oh, there's Mo. And that, was his... me trying to look, that was me trying to look good for Larry. <laughs> uh, look, I guess I was gone. Yeah. I was trying to surprise you when it came back and then you never came back. <laughs> Uh, wait, I'm sorry. Did did that? Did, did you put that comment in the chat already, Jay? Uh, which one? The last one from Hex. <laughs> Hex says, "How would anyone know John Cena was there? Who saw him?" <laughs> That's classic. I agree. I guess it was reported that John Cena was there. Technically, no one saw him. Thank <laughs> It's like if if he wears the peacemaker outfit, we saw that John Cena was there in his peacemaker outfit, but he takes off the mask. It's like, wait, what happened? Where'd he go? <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, but that that's pretty cool. And I don't know if it was a thing where he was like walking around the con or anything like that. But I feel like even if John Cena was walking around the con in a peacemaker outfit, people would know. Because it looks it like you can't like don't get me wrong. There's probably a guy out there that would be an amazing like peacemaker cosplay because he has like the physique for it. But I don't know if he's gonna have like John Cena's like profile. You know what I mean? Like if I see that chin, I would be like, I'm. I think that's Cena. <laughs> like I need the dude to take the mask off to show me he's not Cena. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'd be like, hey. Take, take off your 
take off your your Comic Con mandated mask so I know that you're not Cena. <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, what else? What else was happening out of Comic Con? Uh, I heard. Oh, go ahead, Jay. You mean Mo? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mo. He's on that horchata. I'm on that horchata. No, no, no. I was trying to find out like the numbers, like in terms, oh, like if it was that or not, but I, I can't find that. Yeah, I'm sure they're not going to release it anytime yeah. soon. It's like it'll it'll happen probably eventually because yeah. somebody you know you have to report numbers to somebody and somebody's going to be like, oh, this was the number, but yeah, and I don't think it's going to be. Nobody's yeah. expecting to do anything huge anyway, right? Like right. Uh, heck, missed yeah. the heck, heck missed the beer review. Yes, I got. I'm drinking horchata beer from from my birthday, heck. So, yeah. Cheers. Um, it says that my red hair is sick. Thank you. Yes, it's true. Red hair. Wait, hold on. There it is. I think Mo put. I think Jay put that in there, but I'll put it back. But you ignored it. Well, I didn't. I didn't ignore it. Like he put it in there when I was talking about something else. I see how. <laughs> I see how. Yeah. <laughs> also, um, well, actually, I should wait till Jay comes back. Before I, I mentioned that piece of news, but oh, and Jay's leaving, so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, but no, I guess I'll just mention it then. But um, it's well, two two things have happened, I guess, that are interrelated. Two, two. So one thing that happened is that um, Rich Johnston from Bleeding Cool has reported that IDW is losing the license to Transformers and G.I. Joe comics. And so he, you know, he has a source that he didn't, he didn't cite or name that is basically saying that, you know, sometime in 2022, IDW is going to lose that license. Uh, And so, you know, technically it's a rumor because it's not, uh, he hasn't there, put, remember what been, I told you at the beginning of Comic Con when we got there. What? That I need to talk to somebody. Like we need to prepare for not needing licenses to sell comics. Remember, I told you what? I wanted to talk to somebody at IDW about this shit. Oh yeah, I do remember. I do remember you saying that. I do remember you saying that. <laughs> So, so, are you his source? No, I'm not his source, and I'm by mm, no giving you. That's exactly what his source might say. Not. But what I can't tell you is this: is that they're paying more for their licenses than there are made there than the profit is worth. So I don't. I'm not. I'm not saying nothing official. I think those licenses are not bringing. They're costing more than they're bringing in. You know what I mean? No, wait, wait. Okay, and I know what you're saying with that. Like Jay, just to catch you up, we're talking about the the rumor or unofficial statement that IDW is losing the the Transformers and the GI Joe license to for to make comics. 
And so, so you're saying that you feel like IDW might be saying like, hey, we don't need these licenses because they cost way too much money and we don't get the return on the books. Like yeah. we would, we would, it's not worth it for us. Yeah, you know what it is? It's, it's more of, um, <clears throat> it costs more and to renew them would cost them more. Uh, I mm-hmm. can't speak for IDW like that, but mm-hmm. I know that we would love to keep them, but if they're going to cost more than what they're doing, because it's not, it's not the comics that, you know, it's not the big shit that, like, if they give me a Yellowstone comic <laughs> from Paramount, because it's what it is, it's all Paramount licenses. So mm-hmm. they're going to, like, they say Star Trek and, was it Transformers and G.I. Joe is what they said? But I, I think it's going to be all Paramount. I think Paramount's looking, Paramount's getting big. Paramount Plus is getting big. They're putting out more content. They're looking for somebody that pays more for their license, you know? They want to. They want the license to be worth more because they're putting out more content that would tie into those comics, you know? Mm. The cross promotion is bigger now. So uh, this isn't from any official source or anything. This is from me. Observing the market that I've been observing for the last year, which is IDW, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, it, it, I was about three months ago in my mind. I'm like, I got to talk to somebody up there because <laughs> I need to nurture a, uh, you know, some more creative, uh, creator own uh, haven for comics. Mm-hmm. Some more, you know, something like an, an image level while you still have these licenses, and then move on into these IPs. Uh, IP sharing or something like that, or uh, maybe even um, maybe even creating their own line of stuff, you know that that they'll like pay people to create a universe for you, or you know alongside the stuff you have, uh, m- maybe develop more of a of a digital presence in digital comics too, you know. But you know, I haven't, I haven't been able to to get a hold of somebody. <laughs> It's, it's interesting, though, because it's one of those things where, you know, from my perspective, I'm like, I mean, the Transformers, like, the Transformers license, I mean, or, or I guess the tra- Transformers as a property right now is is a, a decent, a decent-sized property, right? Like, yeah. you know, it's like, don't, I mean, when I say that, I don't mean it like, I mean, obviously, like, you know, when we're talking about movies or TV shows versus comics is always going to be you know the tiers the levels you know what I'm saying it's like obviously those Transformers movies they do well you know they're not good but they do well <laughs> and so it's like you but would those think people that love those movies don't want to read comics they don't want to read and, and they don't want to right right <laughs> they're, well I'm not gonna say they're illiterate but 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 they don't want to read those comics and and yeah because those comics are G one comics and you know like Bayverse stuff is is Bayverse stuff like those those are different. But at the same time, I'm like, I wonder if like a Marvel or a DC bought the Transformers license, would they like if 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 DC was putting out Transformers comic books, would more would that sell more comics just because it's DC? It's well, like, I can tell you this now. Right now, none of those will buy those licenses. None of those who, none of those people Marvel that are transformed. I agree. Well, I know Marvel won't, 
Yeah. You don't think DC might? DC? Nah, DC's not buying shit. They're about to get sold to Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't buying shit. We're, right now, we're looking at your Dark Horse, um, your fucking, your, your Dynamite, or your Boom Studios. See, uh, but that's the whole thing for me, where I'm like, it's interesting because it's like, I don't feel like a Transformers, like, from a, the, the perspective of, like, <clears throat> from Hasbro, like, they're not going to get more readers by putting their, their comics on any of those other publishers. They're, they might get less. They they might, but they get... they, they The thing is, the, the licensor doesn't give a fuck about who reads it. That's <laughs> they true. give a fuck about how much money they're getting from the license. Like, you know? but, and, but, but I'm saying, is a boom or... You know, like, are one of those other publishers as a dark horse going to be like, oh, yeah, like, we can pay them more money, get that Transformers license, and we're going to put out comics that Transformers fans are going to flock to, and it's going to be worth it? Like, I don't... Like, I don't understand. Give you the non-Bay script comic. (laughs) You know, they'll give you... They'll give you, you know, like they did with the, uh, like they did with the, uh, what is it, the the Alien and Prometheus. Like they give you a Prometheus comic. They give you a Prometheus sequel that was awesome. Yeah. And then they gave you the Prometheus sequel came out and like undid all of that awesomeness. Mm-hmm. So, and it's like didn't give a fuck what they did, you know. So. But but, but I it, guess what I'm saying is like doesn't doesn't Alien like. Like I guess, like just from a uh, the the publisher perspective, it feels like Alien lends itself to Dark Horse, or or Dark Horse lends itself to Alien, whichever way you want to say it. Like it feels like that meshes a lot better than like say like I don't like I can't even imagine what a Dark Horse Transformers comic would be like. Like, can you imagine what a Dark Horse, uh, what a Marvel Alien would be like? Yeah. I've been reading it. It's it's amazing. That's what I'm saying. Of course you think it's amazing, but it's like you're the Marvel guy. Like, but that's the thing. It's like your expectations is is not. It's all expectations and um, perspectives on what you think Dark Horse does or should do or should be doing. And it's mm. really just they can do they can do they can do Transformers just as easily as they did Star Wars, as they did World of Warcraft, as they did. Fucking, um, The Witcher, uh, uh, you know, it's just licensing. You just get, you know, they they'll do it just the same. Well, you know. So what what do you think, Jay? Um, what do I think? I think yeah. we should start the wrap up. Yeah, we wait, because I do have technically another part to the same story, and then we'll wrap up not long after that, but. But Jay, like, just from your perspective, do you, like when you talk, like Mo just mentioned, Star Wars, Witcher. Uh, what else did you just say? I'm sorry. World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft. Star Wars, Witcher, World of Warcraft. I don't even think they did World of Warcraft, but I threw that and, in anyway. No, and and but here's the thing. I agree with you. I feel like Dark Horse could do any of those books. I personally feel like Transformers is different from those books. Like, it, I understand that it's like, like all of those are 
are licensable properties. And I agree with you. But I feel like Transformers is different from those books. And I feel like Dark Horse would lend itself to those other three, but not necessarily Transformers. But I yeah, hear exactly what you're saying. Huh? I think it does. It, so, so a Dark Horse, like Dark Horse could produce a Transformers book and it would feel that it would have like a, a good Transformers kind of tone to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, then, yeah. Like, you're just, then, you're then, just a little biased from what, like, the companies that you've seen do uh, Transformers in the past. You know, your Dreamwave, your mm-hmm. Marvel. You know, mm-hmm. first of all, Dreamwave, like, they just gave themselves the Transformers all together. You know? Mm-hmm. So, of course, they're going to do it because they don't do anything else. Mm-hmm. And IDW is another one. Like, their team, they put they put in a good team to do Transformers books and they gave you a bunch of different stuff and they put other all in it. And Dark Horse, I mean, dude, they'll do they they've done that. They they made their career on it. <laughs> on the, giving yeah. the allocating the right talent to the right license. And and I'll give you that. I just kind of feel like it feels like Dark Horse doesn't buy licenses willy-nilly. It feels like they buy licenses that they feel like they can excel at, but I, but I could be wrong about that. It could be the opposite, just like how you said, where it's like my expectation is kind of clouding my my uh, uh, judgment here, and it's like no, like Dark Horse is just good at bringing licenses to life in the comic space, and it's like okay, cool, you know, like. But but I, I think I guess what I'm, at the end of the day it just kind of feels like all of the franchises you mentioned before have a certain amount of grittiness to them that I think that Transformers kind of lacks and it's not that Transformers can't be gritty it's just that gritty isn't the default I feel like if you're talking about Witcher Usagi's well, not gritty yeah Dark Horse has done plenty of books without grit like. Yusagi Yojimbo isn't gritty. Is Yusagi Yojimbo not gritty? No. I don't know if I would agree with that. I see old Transformers is a lot grittier. Marvel Transformers? Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. I, I can I can see where you're coming from with that, because you're right. Like you do have like friggin' Megatron and Ratchet fused together. That is pretty gritty. And the mechanicals. Oh yeah, mechanicals. You're right, mechanicals. <laughs> anyway, the other part of this story, the other part of this story, is that apparently, when Bleeding Cool uh, like announced this thing, a lot of Transformers fans were like very unhappy about it, and basically said, "You don't know what you're talking about, and you're just talking nonsense." And look at all these question marks in your headline. And it was like they they treated it like bleeding cool has never broken a story before that isn't questionable. Which I mean, you know, I, and the thing that really stood out was that they called um, they were like the name for like sycophantic Transformers fans is Robo Brony, and I was like Robo Brony. I'm like that's. That's not a thing, is it? Like Robo Brony? I feel like if that was a thing, I would have known. Like, you know, or I don't know, or hardcore Transformers fans are called Robo Bronies, which I feel like it's just a bad name. It's like, if nothing else, Robo Brony, right? 
Robroni, yeah. Joe, Robroni? Tranny. I don't like it. Uh, I don't think you can say that. I don't think, In that I think context, you can. I think that's a sensitive. No, listen. I I remember back in the day they did call Transformers fans trans fans. Yeah, trans fans. Right. And I don't think that that you can't <laughs> like, do that anymore. Wrap wrap it up, B. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, man, we're over. We're yeah, over. We're over, Larry. Dang, like eight seconds. Damn it. Okay. It's like Jay. man. That's Jay. why I wanted to rap early because I know we always go on like this. Jay, now you're yeah. keeping us over, Jay. You should just give us some thoughts, Jay. That's what you should do instead of taking us over. Um, watch Amphibia, watch Owl House, and read Mark Andolfo. All right, Mos Magnum, final thoughts. One of the things I didn't get to talk about that I got was Helm Castle. Helm Great Castle. It's a story of, it's a Lord of the Rings type story where uh, the Spanish never conquered the Aztecs. And uh, written by the dude in Top Cow, from Top Cow. And uh, yeah, he says it's hard being brown in comics. So hopefully I'll be reviewing this soon uh, in a one shot or something. But you're only going to find out if you subscribe, like, hit the bell. And uh, yeah, there's, there's more to come. For the entire, I'm sorry, I'm laughing at Hex's comment. That's hilarious. <laughs> Look, for the entire Fantastic Four, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We do appreciate you. Uh, F you Spaniards. Uh, we'll be back next week. This is Fantastic Four. Until next time, we're out. <laughs>